where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. In our current series, we are walking through the Psalms, focusing not only on what they say, but also how they are an expression of worship. We are noting how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who He is and what He has done. We point out the greatness of God and recognize His faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we praise God, learn of Him, and celebrate His goodness. Thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women of the Well Ministries as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, focusing today on Psalms 27. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. And I am Kim Miller here alongside Erica Close. Hello, everyone. And we are glad you have chosen to spend the next few moments with us as we are taking a journey through the Psalms, picking out the Psalms that are most important to us or have very special meaning to us and having a moment of time for us to discuss it together and to also allow um, you to be part of our discussion as you listen to us. And so Erica is going to read for us Psalms 27. All right. Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou said, Seek my face, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help, leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. 
Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen and hallelujah. What a passage of scripture. I love it. There's so much for us to unpack. So we're going to get started unpacking early. And the first three verses is about how we, the Lord is the light and that we shouldn't be afraid. And I love that because in light, you can see things. It illuminates your path so that you aren't um, going to stumble or fall. You have nothing lurking that's going to surprise you. And God is light. And in him is this safety, this peace, this direction, this understanding. And it says he's the strength of our life. We look to the Lord and allow the Lord to strengthen us and encourage us. And so we have no fear. And in these first three verses, that's what I get out of it, Erica. What what are you thinking in those first three verses? Well, when I love this because when I read this, I was thinking about that first verse talks about salvation and light and, and strength. And I think for all of us, when we say salvation, we as Christians understand salvation as, you know, salvation in Jesus. And then light is exactly what you said. It's something that gives, that makes visible that which is not visible, right? The light to our path. But as I was thinking about this, I was thinking God also makes things light, right? Right. Like he makes our burdens lighter. So he makes things brighter and lighter, right? He gives illumination and then he gives a lift, right? He gives a lift to those things, those burdens that we carry, the things that we're carrying in, um, you know, in our lives. And when you were talking about strength, you know, I think too, it's not that God makes us stronger when we have him. We don't become stronger, but we allow him to work in us to be our strength. He is our strength. He becomes stronger in us. Exactly. But it's not that I myself get stronger and better at doing this Christian life, right? That's not what it is. It's that he works in me to be my strength. Amen. I love that. And verse four of Psalms 27 is, is one of my life's verses. And, you know, life verse is one that you just predicate your life on. And you think, when I read this, this has to be, he wrote this just for me. And and that's not true. He wrote it for all of us. But the verse reads like this. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And I love that he says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Not just when he's dead and he has received his new body and his new life in heaven, but he's asking to dwell in the house of the Lord all of his life, all of his days. And for me, what that has meant my entire life is I want to be in the presence of God. I want my life to be such that he is permanently and continually, I am in his presence. Now, he never leaves me nor forsakes me, but if there's sin in my life, 
I have removed myself from his very presence. Because unless I'm repenting and requesting him to forgive me of that sins, God cannot look upon sin. And so when I put these sins in my life, he is still where he is. I've just moved away from him. And now I'm building this wall of sin that blocks his voice from me hearing it. It blocks his view from me, blocks my view from seeing him. These are the things that we don't think about in our lives sometimes. But when he said, be ye holy for I'm holy, I need to dwell where he is. It's just like saying, if you want to spend all your time with a scuba diver and you're afraid of the water and don't know how to swim, that's not going to work because you can't go and be and live where that person is under the water because you can't stand it. We have to be and assimilate like God that we may stay in his presence forever. And he says, so that he could behold the beauty of the Lord. I want to know who God is. I want to know his character. I want to hear his voice and recognize it. I want to know his promises. I want to know the things of God. And I love the last part. I want to be able to ask him questions. I'm an inquisitive person. Erica will agree to that. I like to ask a lot of questions. Absolutely. And I love this verse as I can. When I dwell in his presence, when I know who he is, it's okay for me to just ask questions. And guess what, Erica? God has answers. He has all the answers. (laughs) I love that. I think that those three verbs that are in that verse, dwell, behold, inquire, are huge. Because to dwell, right? When we dwell, we are living. And to me, it speaks to the fact that we are living in safety. Because the verses before that, and often, you know, when David's talking, he's talking about his enemies, right? He's talking about fights and battles and things like that. So safety is a big, a big factor for him. And so it's about dwelling, you know, in safety in, in all aspects of our lives. But when we're dwelling with him, that's when we behold him. And thinking about the word behold, you know, you talked about we behold him when we know him. And when we behold him, I think we can worship him, but we're worshiping him because we are in awe of who he is. Like to behold is not just to see something. To me, behold seems bigger and deeper of a word. So we are worship, able to worship him in awe of who he is and then that inquire, right? It doesn't say pray. It doesn't say talk. It says inquire. And to inquire really is to, to ask questions in a truly seeking way, right? To want to know the answers. And I love that at the end of verse 3, it talks about, in this will I be confident. And that, that confidence is in the protection of God, but that confidence comes from verse 4 from what follows, you know, verse three. So David's confidence here comes from dwelling with the Lord and having that relationship with him. If we go on to verse five, verse five, he talks about uh, how the Lord will hide him um, in his pavilion. 
and in the secret of his tabernacle, and he'll set me up upon a rock. And so he's talked in verse four about sort of this, this relationship and this desire, this one thing that he wants from the Lord. But when that happens, what happens next is that the Lord honors all of that and he hides him from the trouble. He protects him in his tabernacle. But I think what's so amazing is that section where it says he puts me up on a rock, right? That means he puts me in a place where I can see what's really going on. When we know God and we are in a position where we can hear him and we understand how he works and what he does, we have the ability to see what's really happening in situations. We're up on a rock, not because we're up and higher and better than other people or anything like that, but because we've been given the ability to see what's really happening. We can see where people are operating from, right? We talk a lot about so often people are operating, you know, this might seem like they're trying to hurt us, but maybe they're trying to really protect themselves because of hurt or pain that they've had, right? We may, you know, we may be able to see how things that are going on, you know, are really an attack of the devil because something else that is so good is, you know, is happening and the devil doesn't want that to happen, right? When we're up on that rock, we can see what's happening, And in verse six, right, he says his head is lifted up above his enemies. His head is lifted up above the things that are causing him strife, you know, above the things that are causing him pain. And because of that, right, he has joy and he can praise the Lord in joy. And I love that because it doesn't say that it's like necessarily that the enemies go away but he's above the enemy. And I love that it says sacrifices of joy, which means Mm -hmm. that the situation probably merits maybe fear and confusion and uneasiness and angst and nervousness, but he's going to choose to rise above all of that because of who God is and what he can see God to be. And he's going to sacrifice his fleshly default response and he's going to choose to respond with joy. Amen. I love when we go into verse 7, I love that because I think there's a little bit of a of a shift here in the psalm because David has been saying all these things about who God is and what God does. And then he starts sort of asking. He says, "You know, hear me, Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy on me." And I don't think that he's saying that the Lord hasn't been doing those things. I think he's saying, don't let this end, right? All these things that I've been talking about up to and through, you know, up to seven and through verse six, don't let these things end. You know, keep me where I can hear you. Keep me where I can be heard. And we, you know, Psalms 66, 18 talks about how when we have iniquity in our heart, the Lord can't hear us. And I think David knows this and he's saying, you know, Lord, I don't let this end. Help me to be in the place where you'll always be able to hear me, where there won't be something between you and me. Because he says, you know, Lord, I will, you told me to seek you and I did seek you and I want to seek you and I am seeking you. Verse nine says, you know, don't hide your face from me. We know the Lord's not going to hide from him. 
If David isn't able to see the Lord, it's because David's not in a place where he can he's see the Lord. He's built a wall of sin. Right. He's built that wall you know, of sin between him. So I think that we're in this part of the psalm where David says, I don't want any of these things to end. But then I think he shifts when we get into verse 10. Because he says, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. He goes back to saying things about who God is which I think is amazing because I think that that's what worship is. It's about stating who the Lord is, declaring who the Lord is. The Lord is the one who will take us up. Verse 11, teach me thy way and lead me in a plain path, right? Lead me in a way that I can follow. I love the verse 11 because it, he says that because of his enemies, he needs to know the plain path. And what he shows us in that verse is that he is submitting to God, that he, David, does not know what is best. And I'm confused and confounded, and my enemies are all around. Lord, teach me your way. He is admitting and confessing with his mouth that the Lord's ways are best, and he needs to learn those And it's the Lord that needs to lead him in the plain path. And I love that he calls it a plain path because the Lord is simple and easy to understand. And he wants him just to tell it like it is, show me where to go, teach me your way, and I am going to follow. Absolutely. In verse 12, he says, you know, don't deliver me over to the will of my enemies you know, he's, he he's wants to be in that plain path because of his enemies. Don't deliver me over. False witnesses have risen up against me, such as breathe out cruelty. So much has happened. But then we go straight into verse 13. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. To me, that says, I wouldn't be living like this unless I believed what I'm saying, unless I believed God. Right, and I think he gives you this, this understanding that you don't have to wait. The best is yet to come. I get that. Heaven is beyond what we can comprehend or know. Eye hath not seen and ear hath not heard. But we don't get saved just for fire insurance, you know, to keep us out of hell. We get saved because every day is a, a blessing. It's a regeneration. It's a refreshing. It's an opportunity to be more like God than we were before. And I believe 13 says, if I had not known that I was going to see the goodness of God in this life and that God was going to show me all of his greatness, I could not have continued. And that goes so quickly to the things we often say when we know people who don't know the Lord and are not following God and don't have him as savior and people die in their families or bad things happen. And you're like, I just don't know how they make it because like David, I can honestly say I, I would not have survived the loss of my parents. Had it not been that I knew the goodness of God was all over me in and around the, me in the now, in the now, in the here and now in the land of the living. And then verse 14 says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. And that goes with that, I would have fainted if I hadn't known. It doesn't happen immediately. It is in the here and now that you know that he's going to do something. But sometimes it's not immediately. 
And it's our faith that allows us to know that the goodness of the Lord is going to happen in the land of the living. And so we can wait. And then he strengthens our heart because we see him for who he is. We remember what his character is like. We remember his words that said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, that I'll supply all of your needs, that you can do all things through me which strengthen you, that I am coming again and I've prepared a place for you. We hear all of those words in our heart reminded by the Holy Spirit and it strengthens us and allows us to wait on the Lord and a love. And he says, wait on the Lord. And then he ends with, wait, I say, on the Lord. Because our Don't wa- get ahead of him. Right. And our waiting needs to be on the Lord. And I think our waiting needs to be with the Lord. Psalm 62.5 says, wait only on God. Amen. Waiting is not just sitting still. No, waiting is active. Waiting is active. It's a verb. Yes, it is. And I think it matters. It's a hard verb. It is. It matters what we're doing while we wait. We need to wait on God and in God and with God. Amen. We need to wait in such a way that we're in a place where we can receive the thing we're waiting for. Amen. It's a good psalm. We encourage you to go back and read it yourself. I think one of the most fun things that we that we do is when we get to sit down and we get to look at these at God's word and find how it applies to us because it always does. We can always find ourselves in it and we can always find him. Amen, because it's his love letter written to us from Genesis to Revelations. Thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries, and we hope that you will join us again in the near future. And until then, we will have you in your, our prayers, and we pray that you would continue to pray for us, that God will bless us and use us in mighty ways. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved.
Happy girl.